Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. What are we doing today, Karen? An evening with mediums. Okay. I know we've done one of these shows before, just thought it would be really cool uh, for people to hear again what an evening is like. So our earlier show, actually probably in the first 10 episodes, I think, way back in the archives, was gearing up and coming down for an evening with mediums. Mm -hmm. So just talking about the process, kind of the night before, the day before, uh, how we end up feeling, and then how we go and eat afterwards to debrief. Mm -hmm. But you were looking at talking more today about how the messages come in, what the evening itself is like, and how you and I see the same thing. Yeah. I, it it never ceases to amaze me that this is you and I. You and I are a mom and a daughter. You and I are both mediums. We both have mere touch synesthesia. We both use the same gifts. We both use telepathy. We're both medical intuitives. We're both mediums. We're both psychics. I never cease to be amazed that we are both gifted like this. And that we have a public event three times a year at the Hampton Inn where 60 people get to come and see both of us see and hear the same people who've crossed over. Mm -hmm. That we get to talk to your mom and your dad, but both of us get the, the person who's died at the same time. I just think it is um, a joyful experience. Yeah, and I think the audience sees that too, or I hope they do. That when you're talking, I will look at you and for, kind of forget that I'm supposed to channel next yeah. and, and vice versa, where it's just like, I don't know, I, I think you've described it the same way, but we both get caught um, in this in this awe moment mm-hmm. that, oh my God, that's my mom. And oh my God, that's my daughter. Yeah. And then, oh my God, there's an audience. I better get my shit together. <laughs> yes. And sometimes just even looking... I know for me, Kelly, sometimes when you're the one that's doing the channeling, if I look just slightly above the top part of your head, I can see things falling into your head. And I might see a mouse and then all of a sudden you go, oh, and for any some particular reason, he's referring to a funny story about a mouse. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I saw that. I saw the mouse coming in. Yeah. I just, I think it's cool because other people might not understand how we both get that or that if I look at the top part of your head how do I see that a, you're going to say a mouse next mm-hmm. and I just thought I just think it's really cool to explain some of those things so I wanted to back up a little bit uh, and maybe we'll just ping pong all over the place for people sure so I always enjoy when we are going to the event and the that day of where you and I start picking up things for people that night. You enjoy that? Well, in this moment, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, because I find this funny, and in full disclosure, like, I'm shocked that you would even say that. Well, sorry. I'm glad that you said it, because I watch you the day before and the evening before, where you're really focused, and you're really in a zone, and you're far less human in that day and, and evening before. And you're just so peaceful and you're just so kind and there's just, there's such an intention to be aware. And then I get just angry and moody. (laughs) I feel like I turn into a 15 year old, like, you know, like textbook, angry teen. 
And that's true. And I can't even believe that you like working with me. And I just like, I feel like a recluse. I get anxious. I get nervous. I get quiet. Uh, and it's just, I get grumpy. Mm. And then I... Th- do you get scared? Oh, I definitely do. And I think I'm going to be terrible. And I'm going to show up and it's going to be the Karen show. And I hope it is because I'm going to have nothing. And I just kind of hope you'll distract over on the, my left side. And somehow it always turns around. It always turns out with beautiful messages. Mm-hmm. But I just like, I, I hope to one day grow up and be like you. Because you're just so happy and joyful receiving everything. Yeah. I feel in the couple of, like the day before the event and the day of, I always go into my mind about how excited I am that I get to work with my daughter. I, those thoughts go over and over in my mind. How many lifetimes you and I must have spent together trying to get to this without being hung, Hmm. without being burned without being tortured or pulled apart or ridiculed or called liars and I know that those aren't things that are happening to in this life or not all of them anyway I know some people call us liars and that some people say we're frauds and and say things like that I know that but I'm still in a space of always being excited about it I get excited that I get to spend the time with you I I feel I feel really privileged and and I I, it just I just don't ever let that go so what whatever else I'm nervous about because I can sometimes feel like wow if nothing's coming in am I even going to get anything for tonight but then I will quickly hear from the spirit world if we open the door and you heard every single one of those 60 people say I hope Karen and Kelly get my dad. I hope yeah. Karen and Kelly get my mom. You would be overwhelmed. And I'm like, okay, thank you guys for managing that for Kelly and I. Mm-hmm. So there, I have a great conversations with them, thanking them. And I think sometimes that I also want to say and, and, and put out there in this show today that I know how much they, that the people that come to the shows want to hear from us. Oh, yeah. And I think there's the, for, for me, there's that big fear of failure. Oh, yeah. Because in a job where you can, pr- you can prepare and, and present, you know, in front of... Like a PowerPoint? Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's facts and there's, there's research and then there's all yeah. these things that you can verify in yeah. whatever way we've, we've decided to value as a human. Yeah. Why couldn't you and I have been scientists? Or accountants. Yeah. So I just think to myself, like, okay, I can't prepare anything. I have no idea technically what I'm doing. I'm just going to show up and hope the guides do too. But then I have to think, oh, I hope I show up the right way. Yeah. You know, because there's so many different ways that it can come in. I do get to the, or not get to, I'm always in a place of gratitude that I get to work with you. But I think, I think on those evenings, for whatever reason, it's different than when I sit down on one on ones. Mm-hmm. I sit and I think, thank God she's here. Mm. And I and and there's there's a more of a feeling of desperation. Mm. And yet, after I go through the consent spiel, which is typically my job, and you get out your first or second message, it's like the flip the switch flips. Yeah. And then and then I start writing. See, and I think. That that's the universe and all of the people in the room who love us 
and all of the people and the spirits who crossed over that want to come through for their families and their friends that have come. I think that like, to me, it's like there's an, uh, the beings are orchestrating all of that. Hmm. And so I think that there's, I call it an octopus energy or the conductor or the switchboard operator. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe computers call it the OS system or something. I don't, I don't know because thankfully I'm not a computer tech person, <laughs> but there's some, there's something that's organizing all of that in the matrix or in hmm. the, in the universe. And I see that like an orchestra leader that stands there and has to, to know all of those things. And I'm just supposed to show up for it. This is interesting. Go ahead. And we're supposed to just show up. And I hope that what I'm showing up with is love, is an intention to tell the truth, is an intention to say it with as much accuracy as possible, is an intention to say it with kindness, mm -hmm. is an intention to not judge any of the messages that come through about the people that are going to receive it, or even a judgment about the people that have died. Yeah. When they want to say, I, I was an asshole. Somebody wrote a really nice testimonial on, a testimonial, pardon me, on our last um, event, yes. just saying you deliver the messages with such kindness yes. to both of us. That was really appreciated. That was Bertram. Oh, the, like, well, thank you. Yeah. And if he's listening to this, we're just saying thank you. Um, Jim has thanked us. Oh, and all the people nodding their heads right now. Yes. Oh, me too. We, you know, all of that. There, there, there's so many, oh boy, I'm going to struggle because I feel, I always feel overwhelmed when I want to do a podcast about the evening with mediums because I feel so much gratitude to the humans, to the spirit world, to all of those that orchestrate it, to you, to all of the people at the Hampton Inn. Holy crap, they take good care of us. Um, to Amanda, mm -hmm. who comes to every single one of those events and who greets people at the door so that every person feels like they were meant to be there. We call her our hostess. Like we do things on purpose so that people feel cozy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I wanted to talk about that, Kelly. Uh, like here we are ping ponging through it, but even how Amanda sets up the, the chairs and what she puts on the chairs for people mm -hmm. and how she goes around and puts down a pen, she puts down a pad of paper um, we have our cards now asking for feedback so we can put testimonials down and stuff like that, but how she greets them, how she, um, is warm and engaging. It's her personality. And that's key because she's the first person that's going to have them come into the room. Mm -hmm. And she's the one that's setting the tone for the energy for the evening. Mm -hmm. So if the people come into that room and they don't feel that from her, they don't calm down or maybe they're so nervous. Some people are so nervous. Remember that young boy? Yes. Who ended up getting messages from his mom. Could you imagine how nervous he was coming to see us that night? And everybody else want messages from their moms and dads and children and best friends and dogs and everything. Everybody wants their messages as badly. But I keep thinking about that if Amanda's greeting him, and making him feel welcome that can he sit there until he gets his message if he's going to get it or not or if he leaves at the end of the night and still feel how welcomed Amanda made him feel when she came when he came in I think this is what good employers hope that their employees will understand totally. is that energy yeah. and I think it's a lost art right now in our in our society and Amanda is, is guest service yeah or guest experience 
I like that. And that it's family experience and that we're valuing that people are nervous. We're valuing, and I'll say Amanda's valuing, that people are coming with expectations, um, a fear of disappointment. And we know that, oh my God, by, by 8.30 in the evening, you and I feel the anxiety in the room yep. rise for the people who haven't yet been read, especially if we're going back to a same person over again to extend a message and they haven't even had one yet. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to say about that is that we don't get to control it. That's the operator or the OS system or that being that's channeling as they all come in. I wanted to jump back speaking of ping-ponging yeah. because I, I well, you're hearing that I like heavily judged myself yeah. uh, at the beginning of the night and the day leading up to it. And it, it just dawned on me that I, I do the consent process, that I do the human stuff. And when you said they're organizing it and that we can't afford for 60 things or 60 people to come in all at once, mm-hmm. I can't afford to have all the information That's prior right. to doing the human things. And I can already see it changing. And I bet you there are a few regulars who are probably listening to the show going, yeah, she is more forgetful lately. She is getting a little more shitty at this. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> I can handle that. Um, it makes more sense. Because while you're out, and I'll say beginning to be entertaining, because even though our intention isn't to be entertainment, there's a lot of laughs in the evening. Yeah, and I don't even hear them. And you're very animated. So Mm. just animated in the way that you deliver and the way that you embody a lot of the the beings, I was going to say the species. Um, (laughs) Yeah, both. The dead people? Yeah, that you end up channeling. um, It is entertainment. And so while you're sort of getting into that, that space or that, that energy I'm still trying to be human Kelly Sarlo yep doing a job for both of us yes and then meeting you in that space shortly after yeah and that's teamwork well thanks to everyone for letting me work through that today yeah Kelly that's teamwork and and I I remember before you came home and when I was doing some of the um well we didn't call it an evening with mediums but I was channeling mm-hmm by myself and I had to go through some of that consent process before people pardon me before you came I had to go through that by myself and I found it so difficult so when you joined me in public events I found it a relief that finally I could just focus on the spirit world Mm -hmm. and receiving and as you're writing so now we're in the room Wait, let's back up to being in the room beside the main room where everybody's coming in. So if people can picture this, Amanda's welcoming all of our guests into the big Canadian room at the Hampton Inn. So 60 people can come in and sit down. You and I are in a room beside that. Thanks for giving away our location. Oh, (laughs) with the door locked. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come knocking. That's right. Um... And at, during that period of time, we usually arrive about half an hour early and we go sit in there by ourselves. Usually you and I listen to some music and we start writing things down. So at first we didn't. At first we would just sit in the room and have a coffee together, remember? Mm-hmm. And then it progressed and I took out a pen and paper and started writing notes. And then as I think maybe, was it just maybe a couple of evenings of, with mediums and then you started writing notes as well? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the fun that we would have as we started receiving information from the spirit world, um, how we would both 
jot things down, but we wouldn't look at each other's paper. Is that good? Yeah, I think you you choose such lovely adjectives and and fluffy ones. And I'm picturing being in that room with you and how we usually have way too much gas and that (laughs) one of us is dancing and the other one isn't sure if we need to poo or not. Like nothing about it is smooth. Nothing about it is. um, Yeah, we're both running to the washroom. Yeah. Um, That is so true. And it's it's very true, especially in the last minute panic. Yes. It's funny. And I've often thought about there being a GoPro in that room. I sweat. Yeah, videotaping us because I jump out of my chair and start dancing around, usually like somebody who's dead, who wants to come through for somebody in in the room that's waiting for us. And I just fart. (laughs) And I try and blame it on the dead people. I know I fart too, but I really, I really like that you owned it. So I'm going to let you. Whatever. I know our brands. It's fine. Oh, that's so funny. So when we go into the main room for maybe about 30 seconds, when we first come into the room, I feel really nervous. Oh yeah. I have anxiety up my yin yang, but I, I recognize that I'm, I'm feeling all of the anxiety because of the mirror touch synesthesia of everybody in the room when we walk in the room. So I have decided to accept that moment mm-hmm. um, of anticipatory anxiety. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, it's the same anxiety that I feel as the consent process is sometimes dragging on. Oh, yeah. Because some nights it's faster than others uh, for for different reasons, too. You can tell if a crowd is really not following you or if you need to go over things or repeat something. Yeah. Uh, And I can feel that anxiety of just shut up, let her channel, just shut up, just go. Yeah. I want two hours. And and I understand it, that it might not come from a place of intentional disrespect. It comes from a place of, you know, like you're saying, I hope to God they get messages for me. And if she's going to waste 10 minutes on consent, does that mean I won't get read? I think it's like when you go to a concert and the musicians come out and they keep hitting the same chord over and over again while they talk to the audience. People want want to scream at Rod Stewart and say, shut up and sing. I was going to say the (laughs) opening act. Yeah, could be that too. When you are writing... I can hear them coming in and I can see them. So sometimes I'm staring up at the ceiling. When I'm writing or talking? Oh, pardon me, Kelly. When you're talking yeah, and, going, write. and going through the consent process, I take the pen and paper and yeah. start writing. And quite often I'll hear them come in and say, hi, I'm her dad. I had a heart attack. I had uh, left foot amputated. I had diabetes. And I'll, so I'll st- start doodling that as fast as I can on the page. Because it's coming in so fast and there's so much of it. Now there's 60 people in the room and they're all trying to come through. So I try and grab as much information as I can so that I I can dump it on the page Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to remember any of that. Remember Friday night, the guides coming through and saying that to my left, there there was a whole group of people with leg pain. Uh, and sciatica, I think it was, remember? Nerve pain mm-hmm. on my left-hand side. So I just write something like that down, but I don't try to get stuck in it like who or why or what's the next message 
because the very next person could say, hello, my son is here and I need to speak to him and I'm his mother. I, he has to hear me. So don't you forget me. So I have to write down mom wants to talk to son. Can't forget. Might put stars beside it mean this one is a must do. Mm-hmm. It's not, And as you know, it's from all of our senses. So sometimes then all of a sudden I'll get a pain and then I might go, mm, or feel it in the body and write down body parts that hurt. Mm-hmm. So there's such a wide variety because there are so many different gifts or I might smell something. You often will say to people, because is that not what some, sometimes when they laugh, Kelly, when they see me smelling? Yeah, you literally sniff the air in the room. Yeah. And and then I write down what I smell. It could be, it, it, you know, some people might think I'm just smelling a fire. No, and they get literally anything. Right. I um, really appreciate just on a on a relationship level that you and I are so kind about who gets to speak and there's there's a really nice handoff throughout the night I find Mm -hmm. where it's sort of understood that when I'm finished consent you're going to come through with some of the first messages because you've been you've been getting them and and downloading that and then you might go through two or three and then you'll look at me and say do you want to go and I'll have had a couple at that point and then there's just that nice kind of like I said handoff and and I love when we've handed it off and the person says, I got this. And it's another piece of information. And the other one goes, oh, me too. Yeah. And it's just this, there's just so much excitement. And we'll point to our page where we wrote it down because it's a surprise for both of us. And then there's that kind of awe moment, professional, mom, daughter. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, right, we're, we need to do our job. Yeah. And that, that always makes me feel full in a night. Yeah. I like when you're channeling. And I'm ticking things off on my page going, mm-hmm, I got that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're getting it. So I might have got it at the beginning of the night while you were doing the consent process. Yeah. But it's on my piece of paper that the lady came through to say hi to her sister, Joan. But you're saying, hello, um, I have a sister here and she wants to talk to her sister, Joan. And I'm like, oh my God, it's on my page. And that's where I think it's such a wonderful experience for the 60 people in the room to see us go through that I hope so yeah I hope so because I think if that's lost then I don't know what other kind of love is lost that night mm-hmm. if you if you can't witness what's right in front of you mm-hmm. how can you be a witness to the love that's being sent to you from the other side mm-hmm. you you have to really be um I don't want to say blind but committed to the blindness when it's when it's right there that's a beautiful way of wording it because I can imagine that there are some people that walk out at the end of the evening, say a group of, you know, a group of friends that come or family where some of them walk out and are blown away and some of them that just sit there and just still think it's crap. Well, I know some of them have walked out and been like, she's mean, mm-hmm. but I guess that's a different, a different story. Um, are we talking oh, about, that's a good one though, Kelly. Because they think, because we're channeling messages where somebody who's crossed over is coming through and saying something that sounds like we're the ones that are judging it and making it mean. Right. Like it's our own opinion as opposed to, no, we're just saying this from your mom. We're saying this from a spirit who's crossed Mm -hmm. over. We don't know you to say these things to you. And we're not trying to guess it. We're not trying to come across and humiliate you in front of other people or shame you. Or fight with you. 
yeah, or, 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 and argue with you. We're just trying to say, because, you know, we're just trying to say that this is the message that the spirit world is giving. This is, if this, if these other things are correct, and you've affirmed those, then what we're saying about this one is correct too. But sometimes people want to sit there and go, that's not right. Well, especially when it's unflattering, right? Or we, we perceive it to be an unflattering quality about ourselves. And I think that's where an evening, and this is where I get very, very angry, is when people do really believe that this is just entertainment. Mm. And I think I'm angry because I know they're going to come and be upset mm. with the evening. And I think about the the girlfriends that show up specifically because we just have more women than men at this mm-hmm. point. But the girlfriends that show up where they've come, you know, four or six of them and it's their night out together and they've had dinner and wine before or something. And one of their girlfriends gets a message about her not being very nice to her partner or being a bully or being a victim. And that person walks out and just says, well, they're mean. That wasn't very nice. And the friend group is put in a very uncomfortable position now. Or I'll say they're put in a position of opportunity to to bring forward a truth and validate it and don't and there's this lull or this awkwardness in the hallway afterwards and you can see it when we're inside hugging other people yeah that it's like the friend is looking at them like are you going to confirm this or are we just going to keep not talking about this yeah oh we you and i can see the faces of all the friends and sometimes because we're facing them and they're not looking at each other I've seen many times where you have been in that position to say that to one person. Perhaps you're saying something like, and you bully your husband. And the women, because she's looking at us and not at them, the women are looking at us shaking their heads. Yes, yes, go, go. Mm -hmm. And you know you're right. And she'll sit there and say, no, no, that's not me. No, no, that's not my marriage. No, my husband and I really love each other. No, I think you have the wrong person altogether. And all the friends are rolling their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's going to, she's going to make you look like it's incorrect. But it's because she feels embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And her ego is not going to have her admit that in front of her friends or in front of strangers she didn't come out for that she came out to hear good things yeah that's why i wish people were more or say i shouldn't say i wish i appreciate the people who show up with the right guests and by that i mean someone who you really do feel confident confident in and um and secure with Mm -hmm. because if things do come up the friend can turn to you and say "Mm -hmm, and i love you yeah mm-hmm. kelly and we're gonna get through this do you remember the two sisters that sat together one night and you were confronting one of the sisters there was something yep. that a spirit came through to say to her and her sister turned to her she kept saying to you no no i don't think no that does that's not correct about me at all and so everyone in the room is looking at you like wow i guess you aren't getting this or you're not having a good night and her sister out loud said to her stop lying mm-hmm stop saying those things to Kelly. She called her sister out in the room because she knew that everything that you were saying was accurate and her sister wasn't going to have you be right about it. She knew you were right, but her, and her sister knew that. And she knew that her sister knew she just wanted you to be wrong or wanted you to look like you couldn't do it. Well, she's protecting. I I get it. Yeah, I do get it. And I, I think there's, on some level, a lot of compassion because you are you are at risk. 
Oh, yeah. You are sitting down saying, I'm willing to confront the hard things tonight. And it is talked about in the consent process that people are going to receive difficult messages. Please send them love. It might be grief. It might be that they're about to leave or that someone's leaving them and that there has to be a safe place in that room for everyone to be at whatever stage they're at in their own journey. Mm-hmm. It's a That's a beautiful experience for community. Yes. That's a beautiful... You know, sometimes people say to me, well, how do you give back to the community? What do you do for the community? I show up once every three months for two hours and then I, I, I am a hermit. I hide. <laughs> it's enough. Yeah, I have, I'm just going to pull the I have synesthesia card and I hide most of the time. I walk by myself. I, yeah. But these events are community events. Mm-hmm. They're healing events. They're truth-telling events. They are supportive events. This is where people can come and feel that others have cared about them, haven't judged them. I think it's phenomenal, especially given what a lot of other experiences are like when we get together in a community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're great. You know, you can get together and, and have a party and and have good food and have a di- like different types of experiences. But this one is pretty deep. This one builds character. Mm-hmm. This one's this one builds beliefs builds hope like it does a whole bunch of things I think that are pretty incredible to do by yourself for yourself but also with other people mm-hmm. yeah I do I think it's really crazy good um can I go back can we go like yeah. go back and forth I wanted to say that those sisters have come back they've been at other events there together oh. they have returned after that event so if someone's listening and thinking well I guess those sisters never showed up again <laughs> Or I wonder if they talked to each other at the end of that evening. They did. They did talk to each other at the end of that. And they've come, I've seen them there a couple of times since. Okay. And I just wanted to kind of add that as, as sort of as a finishing to that. Like, you know, if people are thinking, well, I wonder how that ended. Mm-hmm. And And I think it's important that people hear that things can end well. Yeah, I've actually, in my debriefing process with a lot of clients that are one-on-one, I have said to them, it's very common to leave and feel angry. Um, For whatever reason, a lot of us hang on to messages that typically either shocked us or pissed us off. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I say I'm very used to being the the target of the anger. Mm -hmm. And how many times have we had clients come back after months or years where they've said, I was angry with you. And it just, the messages just clicked last week and I knew I needed to come back. Yeah. Because they actually understood it in the way that it was meant. Yes. And it's actually sunk in. Yes. And and time has allowed them maybe to see those examples. Well, I think it's neat because they can actually understand that when we say we're not judging them, Mm -hmm. we mean it. And that when Mm -hmm. they get to that place of understanding the message itself, we are safe people to come back to, to hear the rest. Say that again. When they actually understand the message in the way that it was meant, we are still safe people that they can return to to hear the rest. It's really important that people hear that we're not judging it. Because I I think one of the things about that, Kelly, is that some of us have spouses who judge everything we do. Mm -hmm. Some of us have friends who judge everything we do. Or every single person in our life does. And so, and maybe we grew up with parents that constantly did. And made us hypersensitive to criticism so that we can't hear anything. 
And I think what what you and I are trying to say and what I was trying to convey in all of this about Amanda and how she greets people as well, is that this is safe. Mm-hmm. And that that is part of the reason why the consent process does take time. Yeah, I think it's also important to mention the Hampton staff. Oh, yeah. they And I know there's turnover. They have some young students in there and, you know, students come and go with the, the time of the year and everything. But regardless of who is at that desk or even just sweeping the hallways, mm-hmm. there's so much kindness in, in all of them, just in the way that they nod their head and let you do your business. Because some people, and I know, you know, they walk in and out of our house and they don't really want to be seen by anyone else. Mm-hmm. They don't want to believe that anyone saw them come in the driveway or leave. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that the Hampton is really good at reading that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the staff are really good at reading that on each each different person and just sort of allowing you to be wherever it is you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, like, sometimes when you're doing the consent too, Kelly, um, they make me laugh. I notice that the guides will make me laugh and how they're trying to get messages through. Sometimes the people who crossed over will yell at me. Some of them will sing at me. (laughs) Some of them will blow a fart and it stinks. That's not me at that point. No, not at that point. They'll do things that get my attention And I am truly entertained. (laughs) And I say, I say this to the extent that I find sometimes that humans can't entertain me (laughs) Mm -hmm. to the same degree that the spirit world can. I do still enjoy humans sometimes, (laughs) but occasionally, occasionally, (laughs) but the spirit world just never ceases to amaze me in their wit like just how they get my attention it's so unique sometimes whether it's that they give me a stab of pain in my body and and then I have to go oh my liver Mm -hmm. so I write liver down on the page someone has liver cancer and then it's gone and I guess people are hearing too that we choose to see it with humor we choose to see it it's not just all done that way but we choose it Mm mm-hmm and that's also something I think that's quite lovely about the energy between the two of us and the spirit world is that there is a kindness between you and I and them. So that if the humans in the room are cranky <laughs> or, yeah. or stressed because they're going to get red or not get red, that there's still a kindness and a gentleness and a sense of, of humor and wit between us. Mm-hmm. There's still compassion between you and I, even if they're angry with us about the message. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that changes for you and I, if they don't like what they're hearing. My level of compassion to give them the message doesn't change because they're angry with me. Yep. And I see that in you as well. And I see how often in an evening with mediums, you have to work through that when the client is clearly being mean. Mm Mm-hmm. And where I see you take a pause, listen to the spirit world, reword it a different way so they might understand it differently. Sometimes you have to reword it four or five times before they get it. Or somebody close to them has to say, she means your sister. Like that somebody else helps them because they see you're struggling. And I also get to see at that point that it's not just your compassion, but the people in the room. Mm Mm-hmm that the people in the room are rooting for the other people in the room to get their messages too. Yeah, it's a cool dynamic. It is. And that's why I said it's such a 
an interesting experience of compassion and, and true synergy in the room because somebody might, we might say, okay, so next I've got, well, I'm going to take it off the page. So next I've got George Kelly. That was George. Remember from the last evening with mediums Mm -hmm. and I was trying to place George in the room. Two people came out and they're on both sides of the room that had George's and it was like, okay, I'll give you more information and we'll figure out who's George I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So it ended up being for the one lady on the left side, there are two ladies, but then the, the George came through again, the second George for a group of five or six women right beside you in the front row. Mm -hmm. But how patient the women were in the front row that, yeah, they had a George who had died as well, but that they were, they were waiting patiently for the other lady to get her message and how there was kindness in all of that waiting. There was no, there was no anxiety in it. And that the second George came through to address them about 10 minutes later in the evening. He popped back in and said, I got to say hi to my ladies. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay. So then all of a sudden we're over to the right. George wanted to come through to the group of ladies from community living who had cared for him. And he wanted to say thank you to them. But how they sat there content and peaceful waiting for it. And, he, and knowing too that they may never have got it, but trying to hold the space for the people who were getting their George. Yeah. I just, to me, it's, it's really about seeing a level of emotional intelligence and maturity in all of these different people and where some people have it. And then you see some people that don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, Cause I think for people who are listening, you, you need to hear that it's okay because yeah. all of our podcasts push towards growing your emotional intelligence and there is I'll say only so much you can have if you haven't had certain life experiences. Yeah. Where you can only extend yourself so far in terms of having sympathy for someone, but maybe not being able to empathize with them. And you can see that in the faces and in the energies and the and the body language too when different messages come through. Where, you know, if we channel and say you lost someone to a suicide and you can see people who have been touched by suicide where they, like, they just almost, I don't want to say close in, but you can see where they kind of put their hands in their lap mm-hmm. and they just sort of put their head down a slightly, like mm-hmm. slightly and you can see them send love because mm-hmm. they know what it's like. And then you can see other people who shift in their chair who are just trying to rearrange themselves to be patient mm-hmm. because they can't connect to it and they're glad they can't. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there's so many different reactions in the way that we hold a space for someone and all of them are appreciated well you said a key word empathy it it is an evening where your empathy is triggered for other people where your emotional intelligence is triggered to grow where there's an invitation in the experience and some people rise to that incredibly and some people don't and again there's respect for the people that don't you know, I remember someone writing on the card, on the feedback card, intellectually interesting. Yeah. And I, I was reading it in bed after we had got home and I thought, I'm not even going to interpret that. I'm just going to leave that be. Yeah. Be, and because for that exact reason, it hits people on different levels. Yeah. So if, if it's your first time and you've never experienced anything like it, maybe it just stretches your mind, mm-hmm. your brain on a very physical level. Kelly, how could it not to see 
two human beings at the same time talk to the same dead person. Yeah, but they only hear certain things, right? If, you're, if your mind is being stretched and what you're being offered or presented is so far outside of what you're ever even used to thinking, you're only hearing bits and pieces that you can actually connect to. So you can only grow so much, which is why we need to hear things over and over again, which is why we get our lessons over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be incredible. It can be unfathomable. It can be awe-inspiring, but they're only grabbing little tiny pieces at that point, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I do. And hey, if it's, it's just at the point of stretching your brain, kudos. That's a really fun process. Yeah. Sometimes when you're channeling, I just sit and stare at you. Oh, same. <laughs> and I just I just want to hear the messages you're giving. Yeah, sometimes when you finish talking, I panic. Oh, and I go through like, that too. Oh, no. Yeah, I do too. And then I look down at my page and sometimes it's like, okay, where am I going next? Which and I'll look at the page for a moment because we kept I kept the page from the last evening and so did you. And then I would, you know, and it's written all over. So maybe nobody has seen some of the doodle pages that we both go through, but it's not neat and orderly. There are things written all over, all over sideways, all over the place. And then all of a sudden the spirit world has to kind of grab and pull something out and go legs, surgery, pain, girls are here. Hello, parents, headache, stroke, aneurysm. And that has to go, all of a sudden that will go together for one person. But it's written on a page that's full of stuff. Well, yeah, and it's neat because you got that at the beginning of the night. And now you have to go back and understand what it was about. Yes. And then it comes back into the body. It comes back in through all of the senses and you have to tie those together. Yes. And you have to be accurate for every single one of them. Or people and, tell and you. speak in English. <laughs> Sometimes that's just fucking difficult. Yes. <laughs> and be accurate and get the right person in the room out of 60 people and deliver it with compassion, deliver it with, like, I could just go on with the list of all the things that have to occur. Totally. That I think are miraculous. Mm. And I, I guess that's just what I'm, I'm in awe of it. I guess that's, you know, there's a, there's a quote in our, in our office. Um, we have a responsibility to awe. And I think those evenings always hold me in that. The awe of the people that come to it that are opening themselves up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to post that video actually where that quote comes from. Okay. With a little bit of hesitation because I've watched his TV show and he actually bashes psychics pretty badly. That's but, too bad. Yeah, Especially it is. somebody who's talking about a responsibility to it. Yeah, he um, he's an online philosopher and I've listened to quite a few of his stuff and I, and I thoroughly enjoy it. So I'm trying to withhold judgment and just understand that that's where his brain is at. Um, but this one particular video about awe is just incredible. You know, Kelly, when you say that, it, it my mind goes immediately to bashing somebody who's got cancer. Because you don't have it and you don't understand what cancer is or how it works. Mm-hmm. And how we just wouldn't fathom bashing somebody with cancer. But it's it's so easy to think we can go online and go public and bash somebody who's got gifts. Yeah, but we do it for every profession. We bash lawyers. We oh, bash I'm aware. Officers. We, like it's a society of just picking on people. So I've decided to not take it personally as a psychic anymore. Oh, I understand that. I'm just saying that there's a sadness to that. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the sadness we all feel with humanity right now. 
Right. Oh, yes. True enough. True enough. At, at every, every level. So we want people to be awe-inspiring. We say we, we put them up on a pedestal, but then we also bash the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Well, we do it to our celebrities. We build them up to be America's sweethearts, and then we, we make sure they fall from grace. Yeah. And we enjoy the whole process of the fall. Right? Yeah, like the build-up and the fall. Totally. True. That's very true. We love drama. Uh, We're just, we, by Sarlo. Karen and Kelly are just trying to say that we love being in awe. Yeah. And and what I was trying to say too, Kelly, the responsibility is what I was trying to say. To create it. To cre- to, to cre- see it. To be it and to deliver it for other people and with to integrity. Sh- to share it. Yeah. So that people can come to those community events and also find each other mm-hmm. and find the people who've crossed over who still love them. I like that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, if the podcast is any indication, it's going to be a good Saturday. Good. Um, if you, well, sorry, pardon me. Thank you for listening today. Yeah. Um, and actually, I will just sort of let you know that our next event is actually in December on the 15th, and that's 2017. You can buy tickets online today. Uh, they were available as of yesterday. And our 2018 events are now posted, and they are April 27th. August 24th and December 14th and we would love to see you there we do advertise that tickets are available at the door but that's only if we haven't sold out and so far you lovely people have been selling us out so please um, if you're interested head out to the website and and get your tickets while you can our next show is September 9th on Saturday morning and we have a special guest Patricia Evans she's going to be on to talk about her best-selling book the verbally abusive relationship the 15 forms of verbal abuse and we are so thrilled to share her with you and if you have questions or comments about today's podcast show you can email us at info at bysarlo.com